0: They're
1: there. How you doing? You still alive out there?
0: Hope so. This is about cyber warriors on Gaia. Everybody get a subscription. Be George How Roy many Roy. of us pick up the newspaper or watch television or listen to the radio and daily hear stories of hacking, computer hacking, that some commercial company has been nailed and your information, your private information has been taken, confiscated by who knows whom? Well, our guest on Beyond Belief is Charles R. Smith. He's an expert in cyber
1: technology. What a field, Charles, that you're in. My gosh. Well, it is uh, coming of age. We've been in it uh, since the end of the Cold War, more or less, but it's now migrated right down to your street level. How did it happen? Well, uh, obviously the advent of the computer and the internet and then finally the computer on your cell phone or your wristwatch or your camera or your television. Uh, We've become more or less like tagged dolphins walking around with electronic devices all over us. We've become too technical, haven't we? In some cases, that is a big disadvantage, and we've actually found people going back to the good old ways of using typewriters or not connected to the internet, and they're the only ones that seem to be secure. Charles, what the heck is a typewriter? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember that. Uh, I used to a it back all the time when I was doing uh, newscasts in the early days, but I only did it with two fingers, which I still do. Right, well, nowadays, you'll be doing it on your cell phone and you'll be taking the video at the same time, And Who knows who else is also watching you as you're typing it? Well, that's a good point How did you get involved in all of this Charles? Um, I backed into this because I'm an old cold warrior Uh, during the original 1980s We were transitioning computers from gigantic room-sized things Mm -hmm. to something that could be transported for the US Army and One of the items that we created was a global network for these computers to talk to each other well as contractors We had to talk to each other as well. So I helped develop a little communication system to talk with each other. And we also secured that basically because we didn't want the U.S. Army and the government to see what we were saying. But uh, one evening a general walked by who happened to be the commander of the base and saw me hacking away at this little communications network with one of my compatriots in Alaska. And he inquired, and I told him what it was, showed him how it worked, how you could secure it with code words. And suddenly we saw all of the officers on the base who had basically neglected their computers up to that point suddenly swarming to their computers every day so they could communicate with each other. Did you ever anticipate the day
0: that people would be hacking into computers the way they're doing
1: it now yes we did we actually tried to harden some of the army computers and then later on as we got further into how things could happen uh, we began designing both offensive and defensive Mm -hmm. types of systems Uh, hardware and software. Um, I can remember distinctively uh, speaking with some of my compatriots saying that, well, you could destroy a hard drive with a computer program or a virus that if it was downloaded or placed on a computer. And they greeted that with skepticism. Destroy hardware with a computer software. And once we demonstrated it, uh... that's when a lot of the individuals involved with the operations became extremely concerned because they recognized how vulnerable they were um, these days with everything being computerized uh... we can see that the communications networks are actually your biggest opening uh, literally if you open yourself to the world the world can come storming right through your front door and it may not necessarily be a nice kind of world. Uh, cell phones and wireless computers operate with radio waves, meaning that if I can bro- if broadcast and receive, so can the bad guys. That's right. And as we all know, nowadays with your credit card, the ancient credit card magnetic stripe contains very little information as compared to what is necessary for, say, the credit card industry to secure your credit card. We found that out with a Target. Um, the hacking of Target was actually almost an opportunistic kind of thing where a contractor for Target was hacked. Uh, basically what they were doing was uh, monitoring Target stores and how much electricity they would use to heat or, and or cool them. Well, Target gave them direct access to their computer systems in in order to do this. One of their employees carelessly downloaded something in a phishing scam, Mm -hmm. which was they get an email and they click on it. And the net result was the hackers now had an access point to get into the Target computer systems, literally down at the store level. And of course, once you get into the store level, it wasn't very long before they figured out how they could get right down to the card swipe terminal level. Jeez. And at that point, they began uh, gathering, obviously, large numbers of uh, credit card numbers and pin numbers, which wow. was of great concern <laughs> to both the banks as well as to major <laughs> consumers. Mm-hmm. The answer, of course, or security-wise to all of this was to let's encrypt literally at the terminal and we need to start swipe uh turning over cards from the old magnetic swipe into a more secure um chip uh, which we actually proposed i believe in 1992 <laughs> so you can see how long it's taken the, the credit card industry is not all that interested in the security aspects they get to write that off really oh absolutely and of course the consumer is the one that ends up paying for it, both uh, by paying extra fees, and the sure. flip side is if you're, if you're the one that got hit with the credit fraud, yeah. you're the one that uh, has to end up with cleaning up the mess. Yeah. And of course the federal government is really not um, interested in allowing the credit card industry to secure things as well, because uh, they are quite interested in monitoring the financial tra- transactions on, on mass basis. Um, usually under the guise of law enforcement or anti-terrorism or uh, intelligence operations. However, sweeping large amounts of data, as we've seen, has been relatively ineffective in stopping any of the criminal and or terrorist elements. Are these people, these hackers, who are hitting uh,
0: commercial enterprises, are they doing this like 24-7? They're just sitting around at a computer somewhere in some country? just trying to get into
1: access? Absolutely, in fact they um, actually work in teams Uh, Literally around the clock on shift basis the real professional gangs actually have their own data centers (laughs) supercomputers As you can well tell with the target and the um, Sony the Sony hack about Sony a second the these hacks um, In some cases can be directed back towards government entities. Sometimes they're directed back to professional criminal entities sometimes it's a combination of both since The criminal entities can be more or less made into mercenaries, depending Mm -hmm. on how operations go. And acting as mercenaries, they frequently will leave trails after combat operations to come back and exploit commercially. So um, I reflected upon this back in the 90s uh, when I looked at an FBI compatriot and said, listen, uh, you work 40 hours a week, you go home uh, and you knock off for the day. Uh, your adversary is someone who has no sh- social life, who would stay up 48, 72 hours, even without going to the bathroom, in order to accomplish what they're doing. Which one of you do you think is better equipped to perform an offensive operation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, very clearly, the vested interests have found this and are recruiting these um, individuals. Not only in the professional and governmental senses, but as well as in the criminal enterprise senses. We've seen uh, the Lizard Squad, for example, who've ha- recently hacked Sony and Xbox and others. Uh, they haven't done it for commercial gain. They did it just for fun. They brought down whole networks of gaming systems just to prove a During point. During Christmas. Yes, just to prove a point, just to be Do you imagine how an many fathers unpacked
0: their Xboxes with the little kid there all excited and he tried to hook it up and it wasn't working because it was hacked and he's probably thinking he's doing something wrong how is he screwed up the little kid is crying daddy I want to play and you can't do it I mean I don't find that
1: funny but I guess these people do absolutely and then you have um, the other group for example anonymous who have been associated both with commercial as well as non-commercials, just plain vandal type and of who hackings. And are they? Uh, you could say that they're a faceless group of individuals do who they know each other. In many cases, they do. They meet personally. They meet at uh, many of these com- computer conventions. They All even right. have conventions of their own. Huh. Uh, the flip side of that is, is that some of them don't meet. Some of them have been recruited or in some cases their groups have either been hijacked or and or employed by government and or criminal entities to carry <clears> out <down throat> purposes. Um, crime in a cyber sense not only hits you at your credit card or Christmas morning or level, your bank account, or your bank account, um, a real good example of a recent hack Uh, This was actually on uh, one of your competing networks. A couple came home, and they had put a nanny cam up to watch their child. Mm -hmm. And while they were sitting pleasantly in the living room watching television, they heard a voice that they'd never heard before coming out of the child's bedroom. They walked into the back and essentially found that someone had hacked in to their nanny cam, and was essentially talking cursing, to talking to the kid, cursing, yeah. um, saying that they were going to do horrible things, and, what and, the hell? Uh, and was looking at the kid, looking right? at the kid, knew their exact address, yeah. knew the child. Right. Now, <laughs> got a real problem. <laughs> and the issue here is, in computer security terms, commercially speaking. Most companies aren't really willing to put this in because it's an extra expense and a good example is like the couple that shop for the cam. If you have a cam at a hundred dollars, that's okay And an nanny cam at two hundred dollars that's secure which one are you gonna buy? That's right And there are no real requirements for anyone to do these kinds of things uh, personally I put a piece of tape over the cameras that are on my laptop and and netbook, the one that points at you just because uh, perhaps I'm a little paranoid or perhaps I just don't want anybody to just happen to be passing by and take a look and try to view me and find out what I'm doing. And we've seen this get worse from the point of view, for example, uh, a represented by a piece of fruit sells a very large number of cell phones. Mm-hmm. Well it was discovered recently, within the past year, that one of the applications that individuals downloaded officially from them also contained a little backdoor that would periodically report on your exact GPS location while you held that phone. So why would a major corporation want to know where you're at on the at any given time? time? And, you know, we have the other aspect of this, the the competing nature. Um, Some people enjoy using the GPS features of their phones so they can go find where's the nearest pizza place or where are their other friends. Sure. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there are people out there who are monitoring this who also know where you are. Not a really good thing. If you get on your cell phone and you text, uh, I'm going to the store, I'll be a couple of hours, and leave your, leave your house or apartment, there might be someone down the block, and perhaps not the FBI, who received that message and know exactly who you are and where you are. Are they that sophisticated, Charles? Absolutely. Their are devices called Stingrays. The FBI is currently using them along with the NSA. Think of them as mobile cell towers. I've heard about these. Mm -hmm. We've broken some stories about them Coast to Coast. You can set them up and essentially instead of talking to the local cell tower, you're now talking to the Stingray. Everything that you say, everything that you do, everything that the device you carry that communicates about you will go through the Stingray or get picked up by it and it could surreptitiously download things onto your system if you're not careful these devices are not that difficult to put together Uh, once again back in the 1990s for a demonstration to a congressman uh, i looked at him and said okay you know it is against the law federal law to put uh, to have a scanner that will monitor cell phones and it is however it's not against the law to have a cell phone it's not difficult to modify a cell phone mm-hmm. to do exactly the reverse, to monitor other conversations and or text messages that come from other cell phones within that cell district. What do they want with all this information? And I'm talking about the hackers now. Uh, what, what are they after here? Well, um, a real good example is the hackers will download, like in the Target case, millions of credit card numbers and PIN numbers And then resell them on the open network to others who will abuse that and credit card fraud to buy and and get billions of dollars worth of equipment, make a large amount of money off of this. So they would make a purchase
0: somewhere and have it shipped somewhere. Uh, Let's use an example. Somebody has a stolen credit card number and PIP. They're online. Uh, they go to Amazon.com, for example, and they buy as much as they can up to the credit limit of that credit card Before they start getting
1: denials, right? Right. Where do, where do the goods oh, go? What they'll usually do is ship it to a drop point And that can be an apartment that's for temporary rent or mm-hmm. a commercial business Where they can walk up and pick, and pick up the packages and just literally walk away and no one knows They could even use the credit card to secure The apartment as well as the phony credentials along with it Um, and it can actually blend from commercial to military for example the Russian military has used stolen American credit cards to set up hacker sites which they used against the Ukraine and Georgian governments during the combat operations So we have this fine line no longer being such a fine line between uh, being a commercial target, being a civilian target, being a military target. And, you know, you also have the flip side, as we've mentioned. uh, We've seen, for example, some of the antiquated problems, like with Craigslist, where we had murderers contacting individuals for things for sale, and then meeting them and killing, and killing the individuals. Them, just to do it. Right. Well, what? that is going to become some of the norm uh, with your cell phone, uh, with text messaging, with second, cell, cell phone conversations. Sec- uh, we've seen, for example, some of the antiquated problems like with Craigslist, where we had murderers contacting individuals for things for sale, and then meeting them and killing, and killing the them. individuals. Just to do it. Right. Well, that is going to become some of the norm uh, with your cell phone, uh, with text messaging, with cell phone conversations, with GPS uh, applications. Those things are going to migrate into that area as criminals become more sophisticated and savvy. We've already seen these things happen with internet-based camera systems, which can be on your computer or set up around your house Mm -hmm. or business. Uh, It's a great idea, but if you don't secure it correctly, someone else could be using it against you. It is remarkable. I'm amazed at how many, or the lack of,
0: long numbers I get on a cell phone. Uh, I would get more on a landline phone
1: in the old days. I don't get many now. Why is that? Um, One of the features, especially on my phone, which I find quite useful, is the auto reject meaning no matter what number comes in, I can put it on a reject list. Whereas your major landline carriers, if you call them up and said, I do not want to receive this call from XYZ individual, right. uh, they will generally tell you, well, it's either going to cost you an awful lot of money or we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you don't even know the originating call sometimes. Well, right? because these days you can fake calls, you get obviously get fake numbers, uh, again, because of the merger of the Internet and computerized networks, um, the kind of software and hardware that allows me to fake a phone number and then dial whole area codes with that fake phone number. And that phone number can be just an ordinary person. And I've already had that experience. And it shows up on your phone? Right, with their name, with their name, and then you call them back and say, "I don't ever want to hear you calling me again with this kind of garbage." And the other person at the other end is going, "What What phone call?" Yeah, and well, that's part of the. I think
0: that's happened to me before. I need to rewind, hear that again. Um, Like uh, somebody calls me and I don't answer it because I don't know the number, and then, uh, and then. or text them back or call. Text them back and they're, they're all like, I didn't call you.
1: The kind me. of software and hardware that allows me to fake a phone number and then dial whole area codes with that fake phone number. And that yes. phone number can be just an ordinary person. And I've already had that experience. And it shows up on your phone right yeah. with their name with their and, name and then you call them back and say D- i don't ever want to hear you calling me again with this kind of Junk. garbage and the other person at the other end is going what, what phone talking? call yeah and huh. well that's part of the the again newer system skype uh there are hacks into that that allow foreign um literally phone based operations to generally run massive database calls and the American consumer is getting pummeled with this on a daily basis. And there's no way to tell exactly where it came from because by the time you track it back through all of the internet jumps, it could be somewhere offshore, it could be in a foreign country, And again, we get outside of U.S. law. That becomes much more difficult to prosecute. Well, that's interesting you say that, Charles. I I will sometimes call my credit
0: card companies. What are the dangers of those people who we don't know who they are uh, giving away your credit card information to friends or
1: other companies? uh, That's already occurred. Uh, One of the major Northeast banks hired a phone bank. The net result was a large number of their customers, their financial accounts were suddenly hacked, Uh, large amounts of money were missing, credit cards were stolen, and it was tracked literally back through their uh, essentially contracting out this call center operation. Um, It cost them an awful lot of money to do this, and we don't necessarily hear about these things on a major scale because of major bank or commercial operation doesn 't necessarily want you to know that this has happened right The difficulty with this is is that as we internationalize and in many cases offshore a yes. lot of these operations, there becomes a problem of of the institutional security even the u s government has found that to say the NSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, no such agency as we used to refer to it. They don't like to be publicized and now that we've mentioned them I'm sure that Fort Meade will be w- judiciously watching your shows. That's right. Well, um, We're now high we, on their list. We, we the, uh, They've told me that they're, they're fans of yours so they already record your stuff Perfect. anyway. The, the, the fact remains is hmm. that uh, if we don't, don't know who you're dealing with then you already have a security problem. And even though uh, professionals such as myself who develop wide varieties of secure equipment and software and uh, extreme security and and encryption systems, you can't make it foolproof. The, the, The human element is always one of the major flaws. That's what happened with Target. The human element brought in an external hacker, and suddenly their entire system not only became vulnerable, millions of their customers became vulnerable along with it. So it spread from one to many to millions in a matter of days. And again, it was not, it was the lack of foresight on restricting the kind of access that should have been in place, that done at the physical security level. I
0: sometimes wonder if it's the company that makes the credit card, the physical card, if they're sometimes behind this, because they're the ones who benefit. When there's a hacking worldwide, and you have to order
1: five million new credit cards or, or whatever, don't they benefit? There's an old line from the Maltese Falcon where uh, Humphrey Bogart shares a toast with two other police officers and his quote is, success to crime. Mm -hmm. It's a business and without it, they wouldn't be in business such as police officers and detectives to fight it. In many cases, there are individuals and or companies who will essentially break the window in order to come back to fix it and there is not a lot of incentive for example with the credit card industry to make their credit cards very secure in fact even some of the simple things i myself receive blank checks from my credit card company about once every two weeks i have called them up repeatedly asked for whoever in your marketing Please do not send these to me because they sit in my mailbox. Anyone could pull that out, sign my name on it, and cash it. And cash it. Um, Of course, they give me plenty of excuses, but they continue to send the checks. It is in their interest to have fraud. Do not send these to me because they sit. I'm going to rewind. essentially break the window in order to come back to fix it and there is not a lot of incentive for example with the credit card industry to make their credit cards very secure in fact even some of the simple things i myself receive blank checks from my credit card company about once every two weeks. I have called them up repeatedly, asked for whoever in your marketing, please do not send these to me because they sit in my mailbox. Anyone could pull that out, sign my name on it. And cash it. And cash it. Um, Of course, they give me plenty excuses, but they continue to send the checks. It is in their interest to have fraud continue to take place because they still garnish, get that one or two percent that are legitimate. Mm -hmm. So again, if the cost is not on them, in essence, most of the cost is on you and the consumer, and if it doesn't cost them anything, meaning they can hike your rate, if it does cost them something, then they have no incentive whatsoever to change their ways. It's only when you make it unprofitable for them. For example, if we were to fine credit card companies Every time that they get breached, suddenly you would see a major effort to, to stop, it. To stop the, yeah. yes, the problem. And that would be done at the commercial terminal basis, like what we saw with Target. Their terminals were completely wide open to their local system. Home Depot got hit the same way. Right. Essentially, as soon as you swipe the card, the information was available to their system, which then encrypted it and sent it to the credit card processor. What they needed to do was literally encrypt the data at the credit card terminal and have it piggybacked through their system directly to the banks. Can this be stopped, (laughs) Charles? Absolutely. And I can only point to one entity who has literally walked above all of this for many years, the Federal Reserve Bank. Ah, yes. The Federal Reserve Bank in many cases, doesn't garner a lot of trust, but in my field, the Federal Reserve Bank probably has the best encryption security systems in the world, military notwithstanding. There's but, but anybody could follow that game plan, right? And, and
0: encrypt absolutely. the same
1: way. But they won't win out money uh it's, it's not in their interest as long as they don't have any real reason to the federal reserve bank does they transfer nearly two trillion dollars a day yeah, to the banks do. if someone was to break into that there'd be a problem a huge problem and i have for example uh met with alan greenspan the old um, chairman the of, the of the federal Fed, reserve right uh when the nsa walked into his office once and said we would like to have a back door to monitor transactions he literally threw the nsa agents out the door ordered security to escort them from the building and not ever let them back in huh. and the reason is the answer is no uh, you don't need access and we also know what can happen if we give you access That's right as we've seen with Snowden and as we've seen with several Russian agents and many of the intelligence agencies. This
0: is Charles R. Smith, cybersecurity
1: expert. they get a hold of these main keys, there is trouble. And if you had, say, the keys to the entire financial global system of the Federal Reserve Bank... um, Oh, you're golden. Charles, thanks for being on Beyond Belief. Appreciate it.
0: Fascinating how hackers are breaking into all kinds of systems. Worldwide. Wait till you hear Charles R. Smith on our next episode of Beyond Belief.